This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Now we're going to continue where I left off yesterday with a message I preached for Pastor Mike DeLorenzo's church called My Father's House as much as is in me. This is the missionary heart. That's why my grandparents stayed in China. That's why my uncle was shot and killed. That's why my grandfather and my father were tortured. Ate eggshells so their teeth wouldn't fall out. Ate maggots for protein. They realized they were a debtor, and as much as is in me, I'm going to represent my Lord and Savior. As much as is in me. Paul says, I am ready. I have done all to prepare myself to meet the challenge. Why do we go to the church, attend Bible studies and conferences? Why are we here tonight? If not to prepare ourselves to share the gospel effectively. Without the sense of obligation, we will study and learn all we can just to enhance our own lives and the lives and dreams and prosperity that we believe God wants us to enjoy. We must lift our vision to the whitened harvest field to be prepared to give an answer for the hope that is in our hearts. This is what I love about Mike, is he always wants to save souls. Here he's ready to give up Friday night, but he's also talking. Just in a few weeks, let's go to the mall. This guy ain't going to take Friday nights off all the time. I know what's in you, Mike. The Holy Spirit. A heart for souls. As much as is in me. People are retiring your age. Why don't you re- How can I retire? I'm a debtor. Amen. We haven't won the world. Should I sit back and watch America fall? No. As much as is in me. As much as is in me. I had death threats. A lot of them. One said, if you go outside your house after 6 o'clock, you'll be shot. Well, I'd done a week of exposing Islam. And I was scheduled to go to Abu Dhabi and Dubai, United Arab Emirates and Muscat Oman. So the FBI said, what are you going to do, Dr. Henson? Are you still going? I said, yeah, I'm still going. I leave in two weeks. And my first wife, who's with the Lord now, said, what are you going to do? I said, well, tonight I'm going outside till 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I am not going to be intimidated. Amen. I am not going to be afraid. Amen. Nobody can touch me unless God allows it. Right. I went to Abu Dhabi. We saw miracles. You go to a Muslim nation and you represent the living God, you're going to see miracles. Amen. And they carried a Muslim guy in. He, had a, he broke his back on a motorcycle. Listen to this. Muslim nation, Abu Dhabi. I touched him. And he just went flat. And all of a sudden, in front of everybody, he does a back kip. 
This is a broken back. Wow. He runs around. Wow. Let me tell you, we had revival. Amen? Amen. We packed our place out yes. because Jesus is real. You see what I'm saying? In uh, Abu Dhabi, a lady came in. Her arm was frozen to her. Frozen. And you could see it all on television. You could see as we prayed, and all of a sudden she's crying. All of a sudden her whole body is shaking. All of a sudden her arm is swirling. And all of a sudden it's totally liberated. Yeah, hallelujah. This is what our God does. He does this consistently. This is who our God is. He's real. Lift our vision to the harvest field. God is waiting for the church to bring in the harvest of the former and latter rains. So he can send his son back to earth, James 5, 7 through 9. Paul urges Timothy to be fully prepared to share his faith by being a diligent student of the word. We must understand the word of God. It takes prayer. It takes being an ambassador, speaking the truth, preaching, teaching, making disciples. It takes all of that. We have a responsibility, you and I, and we must carry on that responsibility. 2 Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Paul was prepared with the wisdom and revelation of the word of God. He was ready to explain the finished work of Christ in enough detail to convince the unbeliever of their need to receive Jesus as Lord. It is sad to say that most cults today have gleaned their members from former Christian church attendees or members who never applied themselves to studying the Word of God. Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons. Friday nights, I'm on a syndicated one-hour talk show that goes around the world out of Bali, Indonesia. In our chapel there, we have a Friday night service, Saturday service, Saturday night. Tomorrow we have a Sunday morning, and I'm leading uh, that 50 states, and I'm leading Washington. Again, you could look it up on If My People by Greg Winslow, or on YouTube, on our website. We have a responsibility. Paul was prepared with that wisdom and revelation to explain the finished work of Christ. And enough details to convince the unbeliever of their need to receive Jesus as Lord. It's sad to say that most cults today are better brainwashed to convert Christians that are not grounded in the Word of God. And that's all it is. They don't know the Word of God. But if you know it, you'll convert them. I've converted so many people. Muslims, everybody. But you better know the Word of God. Amen? Amen. That's how you do it. By the Word. That's how you defeat every temptation. By the Word. That's how Jesus did it. 1 Timothy 4.1 have you studied what you believe and the other guy believes? As well as that you can show them the truth. One, I'm a debtor. Two, I am ready. And three, I'm not ashamed. Like I said, I was supposed to have already met with Trump. And that's another story. I told you how I was in Burundi and I gave those five words of murder to the parliament. And then I told him I was going to meet with the president of parliament in Rwanda. And I did. And the first words out of my mouth in the parliament. Then I did a disclaimer. I said, sir, I would never say this to you. I would never say this to you. But this is what the Lord is telling you. That the majority of your parliamentarians, sir, they're fools. Now, Rwanda killed 1.3 million people. Did you hear what I said? The majority of your parliamentarians are fools. Now, I had to fast 42 days to go into Rwanda and Burundi, or I'd have never said it. Fasting, you deny yourself, which eating is self-preservation. Deny yourself. Fill yourself up with the Word and the Spirit. So now you can represent God 
in his power and strength. Because you are out of the way. Whether you live, you live for Christ. If you die, then you die. Sir, I would never say this, but God says, the majority of your parliamentarians are fools. I said, God's definition of a fool is one that rejects the word of God, the spirit of God, the laws of God, the morality of God. And under your own wisdom, you've created your own laws and you've killed 1.3 million of your own people. God is calling this parliament a fool. You know, parliament didn't really like it. <laughs> but I got out alive. And two weeks later, the president calls me and says, do you recognize me? I said, yes, sir, I do. He says, well, the parliament, you know, even if they didn't appreciate your words, they went over them. They realize it's the truth, and they've called seven days to repent. And we've called it for the national stadium of 60,000. And for seven days, they repented to God, to one another, and peace came to Rwanda, and they've had peace to this very day. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You don't go to make them like you. You give a word from God. And I'm polite, as polite as I can be, but... I'll give you your due diligence, your excellency, your honor, but then I'll tell you the truth. The point I'm making with how I was supposed to be with Trump is that president of parliament, that was years ago in the 1990s, he called me right before Trump. Now, they all thought Trump was going to be back in office, and he should have been. He got a hold of me. When he got a hold of me, he said, do you remember me? He gave me his name. I said, yes, sir, I remember you. He said, well, I found our picture from when you came to Rwanda on Google. Here you and I were together in the parliament. And he says, I want you to write a letter to Trump. He said, I am in Homeland Security now. Listen to this. He said, I want you to write a letter to President Trump. Tell him you only want five minutes of time. Tell him, you know, who I am. In other words, mention his name. What you do to bring peace to nations. And you only want to see him five minutes and pray for him. He said, I'll pick you up at the airport. I'll take you to my house. I'll take you to the White House and I'll put you back on the plane. All of that was being set up, and then he had his own problems. Now he has another letter of mine in Florida. And I already told you basically what I'm going to share with him. We must understand what sin is. Mr. President, you must lead the way. There's anointing when I meet with the president. He will understand what I'm saying. Now the question is whether he will accept it. He's a politician. You know, he's got a relative that's a homosexual. Nevertheless, that's the only thing that's going to stop judgment on a nation. Now, if you can't speak the truth, don't meet with a president. Really. And I tell pastors, hey, you don't need just a photo op. God's not happy with you if you can't speak the truth. Right. He doesn't want you to meet with Castro just to say, God bless you. Castro will give you wisdom to lead Cuba. That's not what he needed. Right. Uh, are you there? Right. But you got foolish pastors wanting a photo op. I'm a big guy. You're nothing. God help you when you die. Your photo op. As you blessed a man deep in sin with the blood of so many on his hands. I don't go to get an invitation to go back. Ever have. What you got to do when you go is give a word from God. God puts you there for a reason. Give a word from God. Give a word from God. Years ago, I'm just going to say this testimony. We're, gonna, we're done. I was in a big church and uh, two angels walked in, sat in the back. People saw it was a church over a thousand, and it changed the dynamics of that service. And I was speaking on angels that day. And so that night, you know, because people fell under the power of God, and they were laying there for about six hours. And that night in my house, I said, Lord, why did you send your angels? He says, my angels are in every service. 
only normally I don't open up people's eyes to see them. But now this is what really, and I've used this for over 30 years, warning bishops, pastors, apostles, because two of them were there, and they wrote down everything I was saying. He said, they're in every service. And I said, well, what were they writing? And the Lord said, they're writing down what you said behind the pulpit. And they write down what people say behind the pulpit, man or woman. Now, this is what should scare you in a righteous fear. He said, on judgment day, my two holy witnesses that have already written down what you said are either going to vindicate you or condemn you with your own words. Because the Bible says, don't add or subtract from the word of God, lest you be damned. And people are twisting the word of God all the time, pastors, behind the, all the time, twisting it behind the pulpit and allowing people to continue in their sins. I have never forgot that. If you hear the way I talk, I don't go to please people. I try to please God. When I go into the parliament, I lay hands on myself. I said, Father God, give me the strength to represent you. Let me not fail you. When I come out, Father God, let me know you're happy with me. In Jesus' name, I lift my hands off and I walk into parliament. Whatever they think of me, they think of me. But I want to make sure my God views me properly. Because they are recording me, those angels. People have seen all over the world a giant angel behind me. And many times... Seven others or more. In Cameroon Islands, they saw 15 angels. I was in the center, seven horizontally, seven diagonally, and my giant angel. You see, myself see them? You no. See them I don't myself see them. I have seen them, yes. I don't see them all the time. I have seen them. Some people see them a lot. But other people see them a lot more than I do in my meetings. This giant angel is with me in, in nation after nation. People see it. I had an apostle that came up to my place, never been there before. In fact, Marty McClendon told him about me. He came to visit me, and uh, he drove up on the property, and he stopped the car. He finally came to my conference room shaking. He says, Dr. Hansen, do you realize you have a 24-foot giant angel in your property? Now, I could tell you angel stories all night, really, and they would be very encouraging. Next time I come, I will invite my wife, and I will guarantee you she will come. I won't speak long, but we will minister. This lady has seen her minister at Beyond Barriers where I spoke, and then my wife came up. I am not ashamed. It is the power of God unto salvation, Paul said. When you preach the truth, people are without excuse. Some people balk. In other words, they're ashamed to continue, lest they offend. That's why we need to have an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ ongoing, where we daily speak in tongues, and Jesus in you is not ashamed of the Father, and neither will you be. That's why we got to get back into the stadiums and focus on Pentecost. Again, every one of you have that. Fill out that Eagles Saving Nations. You need to be part of it. Eagles Saving Nations. I am not ashamed. Paul was ready for anything. He was not ashamed. He would be identified with Christ who would show up and show the reality of God. Acts 14, 8 through 9, Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet, was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul observed him intently, seeing that he had faith to be healed, with a loud voice, stand up. And he stood up, and he leaped and walked. Paul was not ashamed. And he had the courage to speak miracles. Did you hear what I said? Speak miracles. 
Speak the word. Let the miracle happen. I was in Jamaica, the largest tent in the nation, 5,000. That's a whole story I can't get into, but every single person, every single person, the blind, the lame, every single person that night was healed. Every single person, all on video. I was so hurting when I would pray for people. I would have to stop and kneel down, and the pastors around me said, you've got to quit, Dr. Hansen. You're going to kill yourself, because literally virtue comes out of you. And I was hurting, but I, I was crying. I said, how can I stop? Do you see everybody is healed? You know, the blind, water would come out, and they can see perfectly. Stuff like this. Every single person. I couldn't stop. It went on past midnight. Speak the miracle. Paul stopped them from trying to worship him. He said, I'm just a man. But the word got out regarding the miracle, and the Jews from Antioch came and stoned Paul, supposing he was dead, drug him out of the city, Acts 14, 19. Acts 14, 20, however, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up, went to the city, and the next day departed to Barnabas and Derbe. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lived in Paul and raised him up to complete health so he could go right back to his apostolic assignment without interruption. This is the missionary heart. My grandparents, even though they were tortured years in a concentration camp under the Japanese. If you understood World War II and the concentration camps, the Japanese were worse than the Germans. And they came out and they continued to speak until they died. My dad, young man, Pastored eight churches, but he had to take several sabbaticals, all due from the torture he went through in a concentration camp. But he was a debtor. He understood it. I'm a debtor. How can I stop? How can I stop? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lived in Paul, and he lives in you and I right now. Amen? Right now. We're going to pray and ask God to give us a missionary heart. We need to remember, again, we have elections coming up. Again, go on my website, and you will see so many good people that all of them that I've interviewed love the Lord. They're good people. A lot of them have been, up to this point, deputy sheriffs. One man was running from Seattle that was a lieutenant and left because of the crime. Brett Rogers, running for Snohomish County Prosecutor. Good people, all of them really love the Lord. My goodness. Solid men of God. Go on my website and you'll see them. Good people on my radio and television programs. Also, you see this, calling all warriors, become an eagle. we got to get into the stadiums. we got to have another great awakening. Yes, right now, we've got to get this election. We've got to put good people in. And we got to pray that we can get them in and the corruption doesn't overpower some elections. You know, they're planning it. They're trying. As we speak, they're afraid to lose power. They're pushing war, nuclear war. I mean, I interviewed Matt Shea, former House of Representatives, 12 years, state of Washington, now a senior pastor. And we went into the scenario of nuclear war. We're right on the edge of it. They're pushing for it. Then, obviously, the elections are over. And then nobody takes office in January because it's martial law. Anyway, there's a lot of scenarios, a lot of things they're trying to do. We need to come against this stuff. Amen? Amen. But tomorrow night, I'll be leading in prayer. We have 50 states praying together, all 50 states. You know, there's a lot about unity, isn't it? Unity, Pentecost, yes. Yes. when the church is in unity. Yes. 
And so that's critical. But let's pray. Say, God, give me a missionary heart. God, give me a missionary heart. So I have a sense of my obligation to share the good news. The dedication to prepare myself as a workman and the courage to identify with Jesus Christ. Amen? 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 Let's just pray that a minute. God, give me a missionary heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, God, give me a missionary heart. And the sense of obligation to share the good news. And to dedicate myself to prepare. As a workman. With the courage to identify with Christ. Hallelujah. Father God, in Jesus' name, we just pray that each one of us will have that sense of obligation. We are not ashamed. We are a debtor. There are good people here. They understand this, but hopefully even more after tonight, even more of our responsibility, even more that we are a debtor. Give us the courage to speak the truth. Father God, thank you for Mike in Jesus' name. I've seen a weariness about him. I've seen him tired, dear God. This is a man I love. He has a heart, a missionary heart for souls. Renew his strength in Jesus' name. Touch him in every area of his mortal body that needs a healing. Touch him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 This is Dr. Hansen. I sure hope you've enjoyed this program. If you did not hear yesterday's program, go to my website, www.worldministries.org. Listen to yesterday's, and then we continued, as you know, today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to sit back and enjoy the science of judgment and join Eagle Saving Nations. Go on my website, www.worldministries.org worldministries.org, subscribe to Eagles Saving Nations. That's the only thing that can stop the toppling of the United States in certain judgment. May God richly, richly bless you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, God Holds People Accountable, Man can turn into an intelligent beast to do evil. 
Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism, Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and Shalom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.